Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where as always, we are desiring to be diligent in our studies, and I am your host, Joshua Cantrell. As always, thankful for this opportunity to come to you all on this particular platform, and as always, talk about the Word of God. That's why we are here, and that's what we do. Uh, Going to just kind of get right into it today. Of course, last time we were together, we spent some time really just building the foundation for what it was we wanted to talk about this season, being in the world and not of the world, or in it, not of it, whichever one you want to use there. And of course, we began in John chapter 17 there. Of course, in John chapter 17, that is where our Lord, uh, the Lord's Prayer is recorded. Of course, typically people like to use Matthew chapter 6, but of course, John chapter 17 is the Lord's Prayer. And so in that particular chapter, in verse number 14 through verse number 17 there, Jesus, as he is praying for himself in those first couple of verses, then praying for his disciples, verse number 5 to verse number 19. And then, of course, in verse number 20 and 21, neither pray after these alone. He's ultimately going to be praying for us today. And so Jesus is instructing them or encouraging them, whichever word you want to use there, on the importance of, yes, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. And so today we want to use another example from the Word of God, which is, that's what we do. Let let, let me say this. As we get deeper into the season, we're going to be using more specific topics, uh, things like uh, being in the world, not of the world, as it relates to Christ and culture, as it relates to transgenderism, as it relates to um, social issues, just all those different kind of things. And we want to teach you, I want to show you this this uh, on this season that even though many of these things exist in the world, God has already given us the solution to those things. And so normally when you hear those topics, it's always just from the perspective of the negative side of things, you know, what things are doing wrong and how they're bad. But the Bible gives us so many biblical examples to help us navigate through those things, whether it's love, whether it's compassion, whether it's understanding. We just have so many different ways and obstacles that help us better understand those topics. And of course, all those things certainly should resonate with us. Solomon lets us know there is nothing new under the sun. So with all that being said, I want to turn our attention to the brethren here at Corinth this morning. Now, I'm sure on many different podcasts here on the Scattered Abroad Network, I'm sure I've even mentioned it as well because I think it's just so good and so important to talk about when you think about the brethren here at Corinth. The brethren at Corinth, man, they had a lot going for themselves. This was a congregation that was just, I mean, just had so many, so many great opportunities to do things in the society in which they lived in, but they didn't always do that. And so as a result of them not always doing that, we see that the congregation here at Corinth, they allowed the influence of the world to dominate them, to really put them in a position that was going to hinder them and their responsibilities or them and their relationship with God. And so when you think about the brethren here at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if you just 
uh, read First Corinthians chapter 1 there, you see that the congregation here, the first chapter, we see that they are ultimately uh, going to be defied, divided rather over who the best preacher is, which if we're honest with ourselves, even uh, those of us today in 2023, we still struggle uh, with that very same thing as well. And of course, the first Corinthians chapter one, Paul says there in verse number 12, verse number 13, rather, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? But in verse number 13, Paul says, now this I say that every one of you say, I'm a Paul and I'm a Paulist and I'm a Cephas and I'm of Christ. And then in verse number 14, Paul says, I thank God I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius. And so Paul here is showing these brethren that there shouldn't be any divisions among you. Normally when you uh, hear 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10 preached or quoted, it's always in the context of denominationalism. But you have to keep this verse in its context because when Paul was writing to the brethren here at Corinth, Paul was just talking to Christians. Paul wasn't addressing the masses on that day as it pertained to the uh, many different denominations and structures. Paul primarily was just addressing the brethren and wanting to instill in them the importance of being of one mind. And so it's so interesting because in every chapter of this book, 16 chapters in every chapter, they are going to or rather Paul is going to address a different issue the brethren at Corinth had. First uh, Corinthians chapter one, there is the discussion for who the best preacher is. First Corinthians chapter two, there is the discussion for uh, spiritual wisdom. First Corinthians chapter three, they were carnal minded. First uh, Corinthians chapter four, they were hypocritical and judgmental people. First Corinthians chapter five, uh, Paul there says it is reportedly it is reported commonly among you that there is fornication among you and such fornication is not named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. And so the brethren here at Corinth was allowing this to go on without uh, withdrawing fellowship from this particular these particular individuals. And Paul basically says in that chapter, I've just already. Paul says, I really don't know what you all are waiting on because don't you know a little leaven, it leavened the whole lump. It really just messes up the entire thing. And then you think about 1 Corinthians chapter 6 where they were uh, taking each other to court for all types of matter. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, that is where... Uh, Paul had to write to them concerning marriage. First Corinthians chapter eight, meet offered to idols. And first Corinthians chapter eight, they're so interesting because when you consider first Corinthians chapter eight, there in verse number four, Paul there says, therefore concerning the eating of things sacrificed to idols, Paul says, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other but God, other God, uh, but one. And so basically Paul here says that they were arguing about nothing because the idol is nothing to begin with. First Corinthians chapter nine, the support of preachers. First Corinthians chapter 10, uh, Paul writes to them, uh, teaching them concerning how they were following that uh, bad example of Old Testament Israel there. First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, we have the Lord's Supper commencing and you have so many different things going on. Uh, really, really just an embarrassment there. First Corinthians chapter 12, of course, in that chapter, we have the nine spiritual gifts. First Corinthians chapter 13, of course, that being Paul's great love chapter. And Paul here is instilling or showing the brethren. It really doesn't matter what kind of gift you have. If you don't have love associated with those things, Paul says it means nothing. And then first Corinthians chapter 14, you have the distribution of those gifts. First Corinthians chapter 15, that is going to be Paul's great resurrection chapter. And then, of course, in first Corinthians chapter 16, where Paul is going to conclude this book there.
uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 is going to write to them ultimately concerning the collection uh, that he was going to come for those saints in verse number one to verse number two there. And so we see in every chapter of the book, just 16 chapters, uh, these brethren had many different problems going on. But if you look at chapters two, through chapter 16, they really give you its basis really from just chapter 1. When you think about it, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, because they were divided over one simple thing, that was going to give leeway to so many other things within their lives as well. And so as a result of that, again, you just see problem after problem after problem just continuing to befall the brethren here at Corinth. And so when you think about this concept being in the world but not of the world, what is it that we're talking about on this particular episode? Well, it really is clear. The brethren here at Corinth could have exerted a lot of influence over the culture and over the society in which they lived in. But instead of being the people of God, they were conformed to the world, as Paul says we should not be, Romans chapter 12. And because they were so conformed to the world, they began to look like the world. They began to, to do the same things the world was doing. And as a result of that, Paul got word from the house of Chloe that these things just ought not to be. And so Paul writes to them concerning these particular things. And Paul is encouraging them to turn back. Paul is encouraging them to uh, more or less uh, make some changes within the congregation. Because when you see Paul pins, 2 Corinthians, we see that these brethren here, they did indeed make a lot of changes, but there were a lot of things they needed to get out of them first. It's, it's, it's rather sad when you have a congregation who believes that they are healthy when in actuality they are sick. And when you look at the congregation here at Corinth, they probably believe they're healthy. They probably believe that they are just being the example God will have them to be. But Paul wrote to them, ultimately wanting them to repent, ultimately pushing them and causing them to think about their relationship with God. And you see, Corinth had so many different distractions. Corinth was a place of commerce. Uh, Corinth was a place that had all the uh, shopping malls and all these, you know, different things we like to do in our culture and our world today. Corinth had those very same things as well. Corinth had what was called the Ishmian Games that they would do every two years. And so everybody throughout the modern known world, they would come to Corinth and they would uh, not just partake, but they would watch these uh, men and women compete to the death and for their lives. And, 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 and so much gambling, so much, you know, selling of different things went on in Corinth. And so not only was Corinth a place of commerce, Corinth was also a place of culture. During this time in history, some of the greatest attractions throughout the known world was in the city of Corinth. And so not only could you go and shop and have a good time, but you can also be amazed at some of the great monuments and some of the great statues that were within the city of Corinth as well. And so we see this place was just a place of commerce. It was a place of culture, but Corinth was also a place of corruption. Uh, Corinth was indeed a difficult place to live in. And again, with all these distractions in Corinth, it's very easy to understand how even those who are strong in their commitment to God, how even though sometimes they lose their way as well. And that's exactly what happened here with the brethren at Corinth. And so, again, they were in the world 
And instead of them being not of the world, they were just consumed with the world. And thus, their influence did not have, well, the influence they had in Christ, it didn't have any precedent in the, in the culture in which they lived in. But yet the culture made such a difference and such an impact on the brethren here at Corinth, then instead of being what God will have them to be, again, they began looking just like everyone else. That reminds me, if you remember over in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 8, a very, very familiar passage here, Israel is ultimately demanding a king. And by the time you get to 1 Samuel chapter 8 and verse number 7, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they had done since the day, here it is, that I brought them up out of the land of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and serve other gods, so do they also unto thee. So we see so clearly right before us that God's people wanted to be like everyone else. Instead of them being the people of God, God wanted them to be. They allow the influence of the world to creep in, to distract them. And we don't need to allow that to be that for us today. Because, again, it's so easy to think we're strong when in actuality we need help. When in actuality we need to call out and, and tell someone to look out for us and be there for us. And so the brethren here at Corinth, they didn't do what the Lord required of them to do. And sadly, as a result of that, we see the turmoil uh, that came upon the brethren there at Corinth uh, and, and also the world in which they lived in. But thankfully, uh, they had a repentant heart. Uh, they were willing to change their ways, and ultimately they repented. And God, as he does for us today, he will have us back. And so when you consider being in the world, but not of the world, the brethren here at Corinth set an, an example for us for what we don't want for our lives. And we hope that if we continue to look at different examples like this, then they will really resonate in our hearts and really prick us and challenge us ultimately to not to be so consumed by this world, but be the example, be the light. Matthew chapter 5, 13 and 16, verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and ultimately they are going to glorify the Father which is in heaven. So the idea of being in the world and not of the world, in it, not of it, is what as members of the kingdom of God, and even if you're not a member, if you want to be a member, reach out to us, send us an email at the Scattered Abroad email, and we will certainly uh, certainly give you the information necessary or put you into contact with the right people uh, that can definitely get you uh, where you need to be. And of course, all that information is going to be in the show notes as well. So as always, appreciate you tuning in for another episode here of the Diligent Podcast, where we desire to be diligent in our studies. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell.